Hey everybody, this is Adam Strum, and we're about to go cruising into a better financial future with your host, Kim Cruz. Hey everybody, it's time to go cruising into a better financial future with your host, Kim Cruz. Hi, Adam. Thank you so much. I am Kim Cruz. I'm a wife, a mom, daughter, sister, friend, entrepreneur, and business owner of Cruz Credit Consulting, but not necessarily in that order. I have over 30 years experience in corporate America and a passion, passion for helping people succeed in all areas of life. And I'm joined by my friend, Adam Strum, who's actually the brains behind this production. That would be me. Um, I sold my brains on eBay, but you know what? There's still lim lingering remnants there. Uh, I'm Adam Strum. I'm co-CEO of U.S. Financial Alliance, 14 different financial companies that got together in order to help people with everything other than investments in their finances. I own Financial Rescuers and a special small business, a boutique business consulting firm on target strategies. And my job is just to make everybody else's life easier. Uh, Keep going, Kim, please. And together, we review our listeners' financial problems and address them with our experience, tips, tricks, and resources of network referrals to help you cruise into a better financial future. And we have an amazing guest with us today. Yes, we do. We have, all right, so let me explain before I, I introduce our guest, okay? Um, as we all know in life, we have people who do certain jobs, doctors, lawyers, we have uh, mechanics. Those are, those are three good examples right there. And you don't always get to go straight to the doctor or the lawyer or the mechanic. You tend to have to see people first that evaluate your situation and get you to that expert. And those people are actually more important in some cases than the expert themselves. You know, a nurse has more time to interview you and get into your history than the doctor does because he has to go from room to room so quickly. Uh, paralegals do 90% of the legal work for most lawyers and mechanics have all kinds of people that do these days. It's all computer analyzation of what's wrong with your vehicle before the mechanic gets started on the actual work. What we have today is a guest who helps small businesses get the funding they need to expand or keep going. And we're not talking about PPP loans. We're talking about regular business loans. Um, Brett, who is our guest today helps analyze what a small business needs and what the best road would be. And he can figure out what agent or what licensed loan broker you need to talk to to get the kind of funding you need. So without further ado, let me introduce Brett Malik. We're glad to have you on today. Thank hey, you, Brett. Adam. Thank you, Kim. Excited so, to have you here. Okay, go ahead, Kim. Nope, just want to say I'm excited to uh, have him. Expand on what I was explaining. Let people know a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I'm an independent agent of a company called David Allen Capital, and we help businesses get access to money when the banks won't help them. As a matter of fact, right now, four out of every five businesses that go down to their bank and try to get funding, they're going to get turned down. So that's where we can come in because we're just like an, an insurance broker, an independent insurance broker. 
they go to uh, several different insurance companies to try to get their clients the best uh, car insurance or, or health insurance possible. So then on the funding side, what we do is we partner with uh, anywhere from 40 to 50 different alternative capital providers. And then just like the independent insurance broker, we try to get the best offer possible for funding for our clients. One stop equals best offer. And there, there are a couple other uh, competitive advantages that we have. First of all, our funding does not require any collateral. So a business owner would not have to put up their business or they won't have to put up their house or, or some kind of asset. So that, that's a barrier that uh, a lot of uh, business owners would like to know about. It's the fact that our funding has no collateral. Definitely. Okay. Secondly, secondly uh, when it comes to uh, the kind of paperwork that uh, a business owner would need to fill out with us, it's nowhere near the kind of laundry list that you'd have to do at the bank if you could get approved down there. And as I just said, it's about 20% of businesses now that can get approved at their like bank. Eight out of 10 banks turn, turn the other cheek. I know this from experience. Yep, exactly. Yep. We, we work with a lot of business owners and that's, that's what they're up against. So uh, definitely a valuable resource for uh, most of our audience. And there's also a, a couple other things. Number one, uh, if someone wants to apply with us and, and fill out an application, first of all, they'd have to pre-qualify with us and there's certain <laughs> qualifications that they would have to meet and it's nowhere near as demanding as the bank would, would want. And if, if they do get pre-qualified with us at David Allen Capital, they would fill out a one-page application. There's no fee for that. There are no upfront fees mm -hmm. with us. And if okay. at the end of the process, they go through everything, they go through the process, we get them an offer, if the business owner looks it over and they don't like what they see or something's not, doesn't feel right, they can say no with us and they walk away and it doesn't cost them a dime. So they, they, have, they have comfort knowing that there's nothing coming out of their pocket during our application process. Basically, it's a no risk um, situation when they come and talk to you. Right? Yeah, there's, that's exactly right. There's no the cost comes upon approval. I think that's a better way to do business personally. Um, oh, absolutely. I fight for that all the time. And so does, you know, USFA fights for that all the time for our clients. We do uh, some lending of our own. We, we work with a couple of hedge funds that do hard money for real estate and for development projects. And it's the same thing when you talk about a mountain of paperwork. Oh my gosh, uh, we've had ones that are 1800 pages of paperwork that have to be filled out in order to get a development deal in place. So I, I get it. And it's, it's a lot. I see you got your Chicago Cubs there. Yes, this uh, will be a good year for the Cubbies. Uh, they're not off to a very good start. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's actually I'm, good. If you take a look at history, when they're not off to a good start, they tend to get really good right around the middle of May. 
Uh, hopefully they'll learn how to hit the ball before the middle of May because that's where they've been struggling. They, 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 they're not scoring a lot of runs, right? No, their bats are a little quiet at the moment, but they've got a good pitching staff and they're always in the hunt in each game. So let's, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, it just so happens that the spring training facility is two miles from where I live. So I actually have a, a slight vested interest in, in the Cubs, <laughs> even though I'm from Arizona. Um, now, I found this incredible article of the week that's just, it, I found it before I even knew you were going to be our guest because we don't tailor our articles of the week to our guests, but this one happened to fall right in line. Mm-hmm. Taking a look at it, it deals with alternative lending sources for businesses. And this is the first time this has happened in 21 episodes where the article is actually tailored right to the guest's knowledge. <laughs> it sure so. is. If you've taken a look at it, I found it really, really interesting, all of the different avenues for alternative sources that business can turn to right now. Um, Let's get uh, your opinion first, and then we'll throw it to Kim. I'll go last. Okay. All right. Well, I I would say to to business owners out there that um, if you can get approved at a bank and you don't mind going through all the paperwork, and you don't mind waiting a long time in order to, to possibly get this funding, then by all means, they should do that. Now, with our funding, because, because of the fact that there's no collateral required, uh, there's more risk involved. So, so with our funding, it is going to be more expensive than you would get down at the bank. But as we have mentioned earlier, uh, only about 20% of businesses can even get approved at the bank. And that's what the so, article actually touches on is that it's, it's yeah. tightening more and more every month mm-hmm. how little the bank will approve even to corporate uh, borrowers. Um, it says there that 69% of corporate borrowers can't get approved through the loan agents at the bank anymore. Uh, the banks are tightening their belts because they're not sure where the economy will go as we come out of the pandemic. Yeah, so, and, yeah, and I say to business owners that that banks are not lending the way they used to, and then those numbers pretty much back that up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Kim? My heart actually broke for this couple that was trying to stay afloat, and they were trying to check every avenue that they knew where to check, and uh, it just felt like the bank was just sitting back doing nothing. Um, they've but been it in business also 30 years. Let's yes. just let everybody know they've been in yes. business for 30 years. They're successful. Yes. You know, like a 30 year years. business offering, um, the peanuts to the airline industries. And when the pandemic hit their business basically dwindled down to nothing, but it also goes to show the inequality in credit available for small businesses. So, like I said, my heart went out to them and, like you said, Brett, there are different avenues that are available, and that's what Adam and I do. That's exactly why we do our show, so that we can let our audience know there are other things that you can uh, approach as far as different business solutions available to you. So Definitely. And on top of that, they do have to understand that the convenience of going to these other methods, yeah, it does cost a little bit more, but it's, as Brett said, not an out-of-pocket cost. The cost comes with getting approved for one of these alternative uh, loan measures that's out there. So, you know, yes, you always pay for convenience, though. That's what we do with everything. You know, if you want to be in first class on a flight, it costs you three times the ticket price. Yep. Um, 
it's the same thing. So I don't want people to think, oh, I, I'd rather wait eight months. In eight months, like this couple Kim is talking about, you could be out of business. Um, the traditional amount of time is 90 days maximum for most of the alternative methods. Uh, am, I, am I right there? I want to check with someone who knows better than I do. But it's about well, 90 days. It's a much shorter length of time than it would be down at the bank. And, and I like to say to the business owners that, 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 that I, I speak to is that we can get a business owner uh, qualify with us as fast as one day, and we can get the funds to them if, if, they, want, if they want the funds and they like the offer. We can get them the funds as fast as one week. Now, wow. normally, normally the process uh, for myself from, from what I've from what I've done is the average is about two to three weeks, the, the entire Excellent. process, the qualifying process yep. and the funding process. And obviously that's nowhere near the kind of length of time that you would deal with at a bank. Right, well, right. thanks. The minimum is roughly, like I said, 90 days um, from the point where you enter the bank and tell them you need a loan. And it's a much tougher approval process. Um, I know that because I've been through it. Kim's been through it. Um, so there, there is a lot of disparity. There's a lot of difference in the way you're treated depending on the institution you go to for your lending. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, a lot of businesses will look at their local branch and they go in and they become friends with the representatives in the bank and they get to know them on a personal level and they're there to help them. But when it comes down to applying for that loan, it's not made at that local level. Exactly. Right. The decisions exactly. made at corporate. <laughs> right. And they don't even have any say in the underwriting process. It's out of their hands. And if it's a denial, it's a denial. And there's nothing that that local branch can say. Um, so that's happening all the time. You don't have that uh, local branch familiarity or uh, backing that you used right. to it's, have either. It's great to be friends with your local bank and to know the whole staff there. And it yep. will help you out with little day-to-day -day problems. But when it comes to the big problems, it's it's usually out of your branch's hand and it yes. goes to corporate for approval. It goes to these, there, there are people whose job it is to literally sit there and their actual job is to find a reason to deny these applications. Exactly. And that's what that couple said in the article. Yep, they, they really found that felt, out in investigating yep. why they were denied. Um, yep, the what they really amazing. felt. Just yeah, so, so people know the article can be found. Um, if you, this uh, is this, under this, financial times. Yep. This was in the financial times and it's America's two track economy. The small business credit crunch is the article yep. we're talking about for anyone who wants to go read it. I'll include a link in the description of our video today. So people can find it if they'd like to read the whole thing. Now, Brett, you've seen our show and you've seen some of our guests. And what we do is we compile for our guest who's an expert at what they do. And I'm gonna throw a disclaimer out there now so that people understand again, that Brett is not a licensed loan agent. He is not a loan broker. Uh, his job is, is an expert in helping businesses locate the loan broker, the loan agency they need, which can be more important, just like a nurse can be more important than a doctor, as I went over earlier. So I wanna make sure the disclaimer is out there that nothing we say should be construed as legal advice or licensed advice from a licensed broker or agent. We just happen to work in this field an awful lot and we know as much, if not more than the brokers do at times, mm -hmm. um, just about the process, not about the processing, but the process itself.
That being said, we have questions from viewers all over the country, not just from viewers, but from people who ask Kim in her capacity. Yep, some of our clients. Yep. People who email us, and I get more emails than I can count in the USFA about financial matters. We found five questions that we know that you can answer. We, we know that you can, you can give us some insight on. And so I'd like to get to those and, and have a little discussion on each one, if it's okay with you, Brett. It's okay with me. Sounds good. So let's Perfect. start having some fun. Kim, go ahead and throw out that first question this week. So Timothy in Ohio, he asked, are there loans that do not require my business to have a professional credit rating? And this is great because most of our clients are trying to establish their business credit. So what can somebody do about loans without business credit? Well, I would say I would say with with the process that that we have, uh, the credit rating has its importance, but uh, we value more of the revenue that the business is bringing in more than more than the credit score. And and one of our qualifications is that the business needs to be bringing in at least ten thousand dollars in gross revenue monthly. Now the credit the credit score is important. Now, uh, as long as they have over a 500 credit score, then that, that's that that meets one of our qualifications. Obviously, the higher the credit score, the better. Mm -hmm. But but uh, it's more the revenue that uh, that our lenders are looking at because the revenue that helps qualify the business owner will be the revenue that helps pay back the funding. That makes right. a lot of good sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So basically what we're saying is that solvency is more important than, than history. Uh, as, especially nowadays, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic and more and more businesses across the country are starting to uh, get back to somewhat normal. Mm -hmm. So, And that also means that maybe they can start getting back to the revenue level they were bringing in before the pandemic. We all hope, definitely. So yeah, so if I'm understanding it, and I think I am, because I, I do a little bit of what you do, it's not my main business, but it is one of the side businesses of USFA is, is doing exactly what you do. Um, it is, you know, we're hoping that within the next couple of months, businesses are able to show in their, in their uh, ledgers that the income and in their bank statements, which is even more important when submitting these, uh, that they that the revenue is starting to increase again to the point where they can get these loans in order to get their their, let's say it's a retail shop. There's a lot of stock to buy in a retail business, mm -hmm. and if you can't buy that stock, well, then your doors are going to close in a very finite amount of time. If you're a service business, you have to keep all your bills paid so that you have your printing and copying, your mailing, your shipping, your you know, service businesses have a lot of behind the scenes expense to them, whereas retail businesses have a lot of upfront in your face expense to them. And in both cases, you know, it's hard to show the revenue over this past year. This year has just been an utter disaster financially for most small businesses. Mm -hmm. Most corporations have been able, they, they have a better strategy for planning for things like this. But the mom and pop business, like the one in our article earlier is a good example they never in a million years thought air travel would just stop for three months. Right. And it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but three months is the equivalent of 10 years to a small business that depends on that industry for their business. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kim, you want to add anything more before I ask question number two? Nope, I think that that pretty much covers it. Question number two comes from Tanya in Florida. And she wants to know, are bank loans or non-traditional loans better for small businesses? Now that's subjective. So let's, I'll, I'll note that before we even start answering. And that's, Brett touched on it a little bit in the beginning. So Sure, sure. We already answered a portion of this question, but we'll dive a little bit deeper. Um, I'll give my opinion first and then I'll be quiet and, and give it over <laughs> to everybody else. The, the fact is neither is better. Better is a subjective thing, and it's not a matter of being subjective. What's better is that the business gets the loan so they can keep their doors open. That's what's better. Whether it's from a bank or a non-traditional source really does not matter. What matters is, can you afford the loan? Can you repay the loan? And will the loan solve the problem you're having short term? That's what I look at as a financial expert in general. Whether it's with on-target strategies or USFA, that's what I'm going to sit down and go over with them because some businesses are like, oh, great, we got approved for 20000 but in their head, they're not thinking about how that loan is repaid. You've got to look at your loan docs, see that you can afford the repayment schedule in whatever form it is, and there are many different forms of repayment schedule. So that is my opinion, but I'll turn it over to our, our expert of the day and see if he agrees with me. Brett? Okay, well, I would answer that question by saying it depends on what your situation is. If there's an opportunity that presents itself for your business and you want to pursue it, and that opportunity is only going to be around for a very short period of time, then I would say go with the non-traditional type of lending. But if if this is if it's something though that that it, it, you're not you're not pressed for time, and you can get approved down at your bank. And you don't mind going through all the hoops needed to go through, and you don't mind putting up collateral, then go with the bank because it's going to be more expensive. It's going to be less expensive, I should say, than the non-traditional. But I would say if the timing tells you that your opportunity to either uh, to either get get a better deal on inventory or you gotta hire more people or maybe you have to buy new equipment, maybe something breaks. Maybe, maybe you're a pizza parlor and your oven goes bad. Yeah, that's a big or, expense for a pizza or Or, yep. or a dentist office. Uh, what happens if your x-ray machine goes bad? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so the, the need for the, the working capital, uh, if it's something that's got to be addressed soon, then I would go, I would look into more of the non-traditional uh, bank funding because that process is going to be shorter in time than the normal uh, bank loan. Exactly. That and makes a lot of sense. Yep. It's not necessarily a matter of one loan being better than the other. It's what's the best solution for that client situation. Like you both mentioned, uh, depending on what they need it for, depending on how fast they need it, depending on what collateral they have, what their credit score is, you have to look at the whole picture to determine what's the best solution for them. Hey, Kim, can I get your advice on something? This is what I'm <laughs> going to inject a teeny bit of comedy into the uh, show because we're talking about yes, very sir. heavy stuff. So you know this big black void behind me that yes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've written a letter to Zach Bagans and the uh, the Ghost Adventures crew. I think there's a voice coming out of that void, and I want to investigate. <laughs> Um, so I, I just want to let you know that we may have the crew here one day in the next couple of months to, uh, with their little machines to see whether or not there are ghosts in this thing. I haven't figured it out. <laughs> the Ghostbuster um, machines? Yeah, well, you know, whatever it is, they're EMF readers and all that other wonderful stuff they use. I just want to know <laughs> what that voice is. It could be my next door neighbor behind the wall that's outside the black boy, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm hearing voices now, so that's why I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear from Tom Thomas in Georgia. Let's hear his voice. Well, he, go ahead. You have his question right there. Yep. Is it smart to take the maximum amount available to me so that I am sure I have enough money for my business goals? Love this question, and I'm anxious to hear what Brett has to say about that. Me too. Okay. Here, here's how I would answer that question, and, and I'll take uh, our process for an example. If a, if a business is bringing in, let's just say, just for hypothetical example, $100,000 a month in, in, in revenue. And let's just say that the, in the three-month period, they average 100000 but let's just say that the lowest amount would be 70000 That's how much we could probably get them if they want to go through our process to, to get that funding. Uh, now you don't have to take that much with us. Uh, that's something that, uh, our in-house team would work with the client to, to, to figure out exactly how much they would want. They don't have to take the maximum amount at all. They, they can, they can negotiate that and, and choose the amount that's right for them. So my, my roundabout way to answer that question is, I would not be obligated to take the absolute maximum amount if you don't feel comfortable that you can pay the, the loan back in full. Kim? Well, I think you need to also look to the future as well and prepare and plan for what's coming down the road. Um, again, it depends on what your situation is. What are you borrowing the money for? Are you borrowing the money to, because like Brett mentioned, you have this great opportunity on inventory that you want to take advantage of. Do you need a little bit of a cushion? Because one of Adam's favorite sayings is life happens and you don't want to leave yourself in a situation where if life happens and your pizza oven breaks, you have no other resources for that. So I think it really depends and you have to look long-term as well, not just for the immediate, what what do I need this for? So it really depends on the situation. There you go. Life happens, be prepared. That's the one. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm do about you to say, give my Adam? answer. That's why I put it back up there. Life happens, be prepared. Now, I've talked about this in about five episodes at this point. At least. I touched <laughs> on it in our, last, in our last question. So when you're looking at loans, of course, you're going to have a range. There's always a range. You're going and asking for X or saying that you need X. I'm sure Brett will concur. People call up, yeah, I'm looking for $50,000. They're looking right. for an amount. But they're looking for an amount based on a couple of different reasons, especially if you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur in a small business. You're going in there emotionally looking for that money instead of accounting-wise looking for that money. And that's my experience. I've spoken to a lot of people who are looking for loans over my lifetime. 
And when you go in emotionally, that's not a good thing. Um, you need right. to go in accounting wise. So before you make the call to Brett, and his information will be down below this video as well, you'll be able to reach him or me or Kim about you know these things and we'll refer you if necessary. But before you do that, stop with the emotion for five minutes and take a look at your actual financial situation. Because yeah, you may be going for a $50,000 loan. That's what you need in your head and heart in order to get you know traction and move forward again. And that's wonderful. And you may get approved for 50,000, you may get approved for 30, you may get approved for 70. And like Brett said, you don't always have to take the maximum amount you're approved for. But you do have to very carefully read whatever the contract is in the loan you're taking. If it's a bank loan, the term, the interest, whether or not you can prepay without a penalty if things go better than expected, and what will happen if things go worse than expected. Because you know there are times when the loan won't be enough that you didn't foresee life happening and you're not right. prepared for what happens if you can't repay the loan. Mm -hmm. um, Brett mentioned twice already, personal collateral. The banks always want personal collateral, not business collateral necessarily. For big business, it's business collateral because they own a lot of things. But for most businesses, they're going to need personal collateral, which means now your personal life has crossed over into your business loan. Um, it's really important that you stop with the emotion for a moment, a moment, just five minutes, and sit down and say, is 50000 really going to be enough? Or is 50000 too much? I'll never be able to pay that back. Even if what I'm expanding for, hiring two new employees, you can't guarantee that if you're hiring two new sales employees, that that's going to be any particular number of new customers for you. You have no idea what their performance will be if you haven't hired them yet. So, you know, I agree with Brett and a lot of what he said, but I'm just putting the details out there for you. It's really important to be prepared and not be prepared for just one part of it. There are, there are working and moving parts to every loan, uh, whether it's a factoring loan, whether it's a merchant cash advance loan, whether it's a small business administration loan, whether there's lots of different business loans out there and none of them are bad by nature. None of them are good by nature. It depends on the type of business you're in. Some businesses for two months a year, I'll give you an example, tax preparers. For three months a year, they make a ton of money. And for the other eight months, they make almost nothing. They make an annual salary for working four months. Uh, teachers don't work in the summer. Uh, right. You know, there's lots of different reasons. And these are teachers, I'm talking about private homeschool teachers that are one person, they're not part of a school, they're one person operations. Uh, then you have farmers, which is a completely different type of business altogether. And I know, I guarantee you, Brett has spoken to at least one farmer in his career. Um, we all do because they're, they, they get, if they're not part of a big, you know, the, the corporate farming uh, machine, it's really hard to stay solvent all year long. Brutal winters in the Midwest make farming really tough from the months of say October through May. So, you know, there are a lot of things to consider before you even make the call to start the process. And you wanna ask for the right amount and you wanna know that you can repay that amount without any major hiccups, even if your plan doesn't work the way you expect it to. That's my advice. And I, I, I see Brett nodding and I'm glad we're on the same page on that only because it just makes sense. Nobody wants to give a loan to a business that's going to end up closing that business. That's not the point of, of course. Of right. 
All right, on that, I'll, I'll let this question go for there. I think I gave plenty of information. And you want to take the next question, Adam? I would be more than happy to. Just let me get back to my regular background because this white is, is too much for me. So just give me 10 seconds and we'll edit this part out. It'll be automatic. I'll just, I'll just add to what Adam was saying about uh, the amount that, that you would feel comfortable with. With us at David Allen Capital, we look at the revenue that's being brought in each month. So if someone is thinking that they're going to maybe qualify for $100,000 when they're only making about $10,000 a month, then that's not going to get approved. Uh, uh, if, exactly. if, if someone asks for and is looking for a funding that's six figures, then they better be bringing in at least six figures a month to exactly nobody's giving this money away right nobody's right. giving this money away i mean there are still underwriters involved that's a for for those who may not know because we get a lot of people that are not big on the banking industry whenever you get a loan an underwriter will be involved no matter where mm -hmm. you get that loan from mm -hmm. a loan shark is his own underwriter but he is still an underwriter he determines looking at what you're asking for and what you do whether or not you should qualify for the amount of money being given. So, you know, all the way down to the street loan shark, all the way up to the biggest banks in America, um, it's the same thing. An underwriter is gonna make a decision and he's gonna make that decision, not because he feels any particular way, he's gonna make that decision based on the actual facts. What are the right. numbers? What does your business bring in at its peak and at its low in its valley? And they're gonna decide if what you're asking for is reasonable because they're not going to take the risk of giving you 50,000 if you're only showing 5,000 a month in income. You're never going to pay that back. Right. And even that's, if you did pay it back, it's going to be a struggle to get it completed. Yep, that's spot on. It has to make sense. And from the consumer standpoint, applying for that loan, you have you have to be reasonable. Like you said, you can't ask for a six-figure loan when you're bringing in $1,000 a month, $5,000 a month. So this brings us to Laverne in Oklahoma. Yeah, and what Laverne does she wants say? wants to know what's the number one thing I must have to qualify for business funding. And I love the way she worded her question. She didn't say loan, she said business funding. And that opens more doors, believe it or not, when you say business funding as opposed to a loan. <laughs> um, so Laverne, I love your question. I love the way you worded it. You obviously get a lot of calls about this. Um, we know there are lots of telemarketers out there who call business owners all the time about business funding. Um, I'm going to go last, so I'll leave this one. Kim, why don't you go first? Well, there are a lot of things that are important when looking at um, offering a loan. And Brett, you'll have more information on this, but um, you can be more, I don't know if lenient the right word, but you don't have you have several documents that you are filling out when you are dealing with a bank and they're looking at the collateral you have and the, the score that you have. Um, but from my understanding, Brett, what you offer, it's not as rigid as of a structure. Am I right? Yes. Uh, not, not anywhere near the same kind of uh, qualifications down, uh, down at the bank. Uh, yeah. The number one thing that at David Allen Capital we're looking for is is the business bringing in revenue that's the number one thing it's not the only thing but it's the main factor now having a good credit score definitely helps 
not bouncing checks definitely helps. Uh, uh, doing things legally on the up and up that definitely works. And you'll get you'll get you'll have a much better chance in in getting qualified with us if you haven't recently applied for uh, funding. Uh, because that is a factor that we do look at. We do look at uh, making sure that uh, if, if, if a business owner has uh, gone through the process of getting it all, we need to know that in advance. You know, that's an excellent point that people don't think of. Um, I know people will, will try to apply at a bank and they'll wait for that answer. And then they'll try to apply at another bank and then go to somebody like yourself. And they have three different avenues that they're going through, but <laughs> that's not the best thing because that will come out in the end. So you're absolutely right. You can't be applying for loans and taking out three different loans because the other people don't see those loans. So. Well, it's the same thing with consumer Mm -hmm. consumer loans, payday loans, Absolutely. all those other things. It's, it's the same principle here, which is, it, it, I hate to say it this way, but it's the truth. If you reek of desperation, nobody wants to deal with you. <laughs> um, when you have a plan, you're not desperate. So let's go back to what I said last question, which is have your plan in place. This way you don't have to go to seven different loan companies to ask and, and you know have that look out there. Um, any anyone giving out money is going to be weary of someone who's trying to blanket cover and it, it, you know blanket cover twelve companies asking for loans. It it looks like you're trying to get twelve times the money that you're asking for. That's how it looks to one of those people I mentioned, an underwriter. Uh, so you don't want to do that. You want to choose one. And David Allen Capital is an excellent company. Um, you want to choose one that you're going to work with and work with them. If it doesn't work out, choose a second. But at that, at that point, you know, if you're, if two different companies have said no to you, there's a reason they're saying no, and you're not going to find a legitimate source after that, that's going to loan you the money. And you're probably going to put yourself in a worse position than you were in before you asked. If you keep going after two no's, it's not three strikes and you're out. I would say it's two because after three, Nobody, even the illegitimate companies are not going to look twice at your application. Right. Yep. But you want to add to what I said? Um, it's up to you. Yeah. And I, and what Adam says is true. Uh, the way that we work uh, with the 40 or 50 different uh, uh, alternative capital providing companies, uh, they actually get the, the, inf the financial info from the business owner that's asking for the funding. So, uh, there are some uh, of the funding companies in our network that uh, they work better with certain industries. And, mm -hmm. and there, there, are, there are some that might look at the business owner's uh, financial uh, record and, and they might not like what they see. And they might say, uh, we, I, they might decide, well, we're going to pass on this. Now, there might be some other companies in our network and say, I like what I see. I want to do business with them. So, so that's the advantage of having uh, the amount of funding companies in our network that we have, because maybe one company will look at a business and maybe not like what they see, but there are probably two or three others that do like what they see. see that is a phenomenal benefit that you offer. Rather than me as a business owner going down to six different avenues, I can go to you 
and you can basically shop my situation and find out what what's the best lender for my situation or my industry or a couple that you could present it to. And that's yeah, without and affecting it, your your ability to get a loan. Right. Um, and, right. And, and and because because with David Allen Capital there's no application fee, the business owner knows that uh, we have the best interest for the business owner. So we're going to get them the best deal possible. Right. Yep, Wonderful. It's, it's, it's like a consumer going to a lending tree mm -hmm. for their mm -hmm. loan. You know, they have like 30, whatever it is, personal lenders on there. And you can find out what you qualify for from 30 different possible lenders. And believe me, that list will dwindle. There's 30 possible lenders, but when you get your offers, only four or five of them are going to appear. <laughs> Right. Unless, unless you have an 800 credit score and you're making 150,000 a year, you're not likely to see all 30 jump at the chance to loan you money. And that's what Brett is explaining here. It's the same thing when you go to them for your business funding. Uh, they will shop it around without you having to apply at all these different places to see which one of the partners they work with and partner with wants to work with you, which is good because if they want to work with you, they believe that not only are you going to pay it back, but there's a future there. Uh, when it comes to business lending, it's usually not a one-shot deal. You know, right. you finance now, and then three years from now, when you're ready to expand to another department, you're going to come back because you had a good experience. I mean, mm -hmm. um, businesses stay with their lenders for many, many, many decades in some cases, not just years. Right. Um, you know, every, everyone has their own personal flavor, their own personal taste. But, you know, I find that there's a lot of loyalty in the lending business when you when you are on the like brett said on the up and up mm -hmm. uh, it, you know you have your licenses for your businesses helps a lot when somebody's trying to just to find a way to lend you money because you have a great idea for a new department or a new product or a new service you don't have you already established but if you're not doing it the right way it's going to throw a monkey wrench in that deal right right you know we've we've covered quite a bit in most of most of these questions, the answers have overlapped, but we do have one more question. And that is from Bill in Arizona. He's one of your clients, I believe, Adam, right there in your neck of the woods. Yeah. And he wants to know how many different types of business funding are there? So I know, Brett, you work with a lot of different lenders. And what are the different types of business loans that are available? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, there are those that uh, that and especially if you can get approved at the bank, that the the terms are going to go for a longer period of time. And and you don't and you and it, you can space out your payments over a long period of time with uh, us at David Allen Capital. Ours is more short term. So it's usually the payback has to happen usually between six months to two years and our average is about 12 months mm -hmm. so that, that's another difference from our kind of funding to what you could get at the bank if you could get approved uh as far as like the the, the different kind of uh recent loans uh like ppp or or the uh eidl uh, yeah. those, those are a little, those are different. Uh, some, some of the PPP loans, not all of them, but some of them, if, if there's certain circumstances, uh, maybe there, you don't have to pay it back. 
I, I yeah. believe that that no, you're correct. You're correct. Most of most of the yeah, most of the PPP loans, you do have to pay back in some shape or form. But there are some that uh, you do, they are forgivable. Uh, but mainly when it comes to comes to the business loans, it, it it comes basically it comes down to this: how much is the business owner getting? How much do they have to pay back? In what form do they have to pay it back, whether it's monthly or weekly or daily? And how long is the period of time? Correct. I, I would agree with that. I mean, the, the major. All right. So we're going to do one of these disclaimers again. We're going to say this is not going to be every type of business funding that's out there because asking how many different types of business funding are out there is the same thing as asking how many colors are there. Okay, Crayola has a box of 128 at this point in time, and that's just Crayola. And there are a lot of colors they don't cover in that box. So yeah, creatively speaking, there could be as many as a thousand different types of business funding, but there are four major ones. There are four major different types of business funding that most people apply for. And one is a term loan. Mm -hmm. One is a factoring loan. Mm -hmm. One is a merchant cash advance. And the other is, is um, well, not very non-traditional lending, which is, is literally not from an institution, but personal lending. Mm -hmm. So those are your four major categories. Those are the ones that 99% of people go to. So in other words, taking a loan from dad would be super non-traditional. And dad'll just draw up on a napkin or a piece of paper, you know, you need to pay me back whatever per month or per week or per day, as, as Brett said, it, there are lots of loans out there. A lot of factoring loans have daily paybacks until you're mm -hmm. finished. Um, the differences are actually quite prolific, to be honest, in each type of loan. Uh, a term loan is what everybody knows, what everybody sees all the time. I borrow 10,000, I pay you 500 a month for X number of months and my loan is paid off. That's the basic for a term loan. Right. A factoring loan is when you're actually selling a temporary piece of your business to somebody and they're going to give you the money for that temporary piece of business and you're going to buy it back from them over a short period of time. Uh, is that your understanding as well, Brett? I want to make sure I'm not making a big mistake here. Well, I, I can say that, uh, that uh, David Allen Capital, we do not uh, get involved with factoring. But you, you have heard of, you personally heard have of heard it. of them. I've heard yeah. of it, but, uh, but yeah, because I do get that question quite a bit. And, okay, I'm glad and, to hear that because I've heard of that. And so yeah. I went and did my research and mm -hmm. I understand it. It makes sense. You sell a piece of your business to some company for X and they let you buy it back over time by paying off the loan. And then right. they're gone and you're back to your whole business. And, you know, it, it works for some people. It depends on how fast your revenue comes in in your business as to whether mm -hmm. or not that loan is an appropriate style loan for you. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the most popular loans out there is the Merchant Cash Advance, the MCA loan. And there are a lot of companies that do these. Those range wildly just in that one, um, that one type of loan. The range can go from, there are merchant cash advances with terms. There are merchant cash advances with daily paybacks, weekly paybacks, monthly paybacks. So you, you just want to review your contract before you sign it, just to make sure you can handle it. Because merchant cash advances have saved tons of businesses. And for those that don't pay attention, it has also put some out of business because it's very hard to handle 
how fast the payback and what the interest rates are unless you plan for it. Right. And that's the big problem is the planning, not the loan. It's the planning for the loan on the other end that, mm -hmm. that causes the problem. Mm -hmm. The loan is what it is. It's right there on paper. <laughs> you know, it, it's unmistakable what you're supposed to do to pay it back. So right. I, I really am not a big fan of the people who put down these advances because when they came about, they were a savior in 2008 for a lot of small businesses. Um, I can't be more clear about the, the plan. Just like with a business plan, Kim and I have pushed people starting a business without a business plan, you know, just put a blindfold on, let me drop you in the middle of the desert and don't take the blindfold off, but find your way back to civilization. Same thing of starting a business without a business plan, same thing of asking for a loan without knowing how or what direction you're gonna to go to get it paid back. And that's where I'll leave it. Bill, you know, you're in Arizona, you wanna pick my brain a little, my information's in the uh, the box under this video. Feel free to give me a call. I'll work with you personally. I'll get you over to Brett if that's what you're looking for. And he'll take really good care of you because I know that. I, I know for a fact he cares about every client he talks to. Okay, so we've actually answered all five questions. We have, yep. We've I got given, a lot of great information out of this, believe it or not. I was just gonna say, we've given great information. And I think overall, the bottom line is depending on what your situation is, but don't go into anything with emotion. Think about how you're paying it back and get your strategy and why you are applying for this loan. What is it needed for? So. I agree with Kim and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna let Brett get the last word here uh, because you know this is, this is his field of expertise. It's what he does all day is interview and, and talk to people about what their needs are and how they can be properly met. So mm -hmm. I want to let them have the last word. All right. Well, uh, one, one thing that, uh, that we as agents in the field that, that we, we have to abide by is when we, when we talk to a business owner, we're not trying to get them alone today. Well, we're not, we're not trying to sell them on a loan today. What we're trying to do is just inform them that if you ever have an opportunity that you want to pursue, or if you get in a pinch, then I want to let you know that there are funding sources that are available if you can't get it down at the bank. And you can turn to us and uh, we will get you the best deal possible. It may or may not be for you, but we're going to do our best to make sure that if you do need working capital at some point, maybe not today, but maybe six months from now or nine months from now or 12 months from now, you can come to us and uh, we will get you the best deal possible. Brett, well, you, you are a fantastic resource for businesses to have, whether I'm they so, need it right now or not. I'm so happy he was able to give us an hour because normally he's on the phone with clients at this point of the day. so. You know, I'm really happy you were able to come on to talk about this because it's a, a pressing need out there right now. That's what the article said. This is, you know, it's yep. crunch time for a lot of businesses. Like you said earlier, they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and they're afraid to run to it only because the last time they saw a light at the end of the tunnel, they ran to it only to get hit in the face. Um, th there's lots of traditional funding out there. There's lots of non-traditional funding and it really pays to talk to someone like Brett who, who can look at, you know, objectively, 
not as part of your business, but objectively look at what's going on and, and help you find what's best for you. And, and David Allen Capital is one of those companies that can help you find the funding source best for you if you yep. qualify. That's yep. the important thing, if you qualify. So with all of that being said, Kim, uh, if, if somebody has a question for us and our guests, um, um, what, what would they do? If somebody has a question, they can contact us at questions at cruising into a better financial future.com. And we will keep them for one of our guests with this covering that topic. Now that's cruising with a question Z, right? At C-R-U-Z-I-N into a better financial future. And for all of our business owners that need to have somebody like Brett in their corner, just in case, how do they get a hold of him? Well, I know how I found him. <laughs> I used Google Satellite. No, I'm only kidding. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I found Brett at a networking event, but we connected on LinkedIn. So awesome. I know you can find him on LinkedIn. And um, uh, what we'll do is this to make life simple. Brett, send me any information you want, and I will make sure it goes into the information box, the description box under the video, so that people can find you, contact you. Um, it's our pleasure to, uh, to advertise it. Uh, you come from a source that I happen to know is very legitimate, very uh, well entrenched in the financial world right now. So, you know, I'm more than happy to recommend that they speak to you and that they work with David Allen Capital. Well, I appreciate it, Adam, and I'll send you that info. And Adam, you and Kim, I want to thank both of you for having me on today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Our we pleasure. enjoyed it. And until next time, we will, what will we do, Adam? I think I'm going to keep cruising into a better financial future. I think that's <laughs> what I want to do. Um, I'm, I'm happy with my financial present, but I want to cruise into a better, everybody wants to cruise into a better financial future. So I'm hoping everybody comes and views some of our stories and some of our videos and listens to some of our experts because we're really, really a big resource for learning about what's out there and how to properly utilize uh, credit, finance, loans, everything else. I want to stop people from making the big mistakes. That's yep. why I'm here every week. That's why we do what we do. So until next time, everyone, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. cruising into a better financial future. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.